This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hani Belkis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world. And let's talk about TikTok because TikTok has been the talk of the, <laughs> the year, actually, ever since President Donald Trump did say he wants to ban the app. Yes, indeed. Big updates are coming from TikTok, especially their parent company, ByteDance, because even though yesterday we thought the drama was over, TikTok, uh, Donald Trump gave his blessings, over TikTok's deal with Oracle, news have it today that ByteDance is actually having a little bit of a mind game uh, being played on TikTok's operations in the US. So what is what are all those games about? And will TikTok actually give away a $5 million fund for AI? That's all going to be discussed in just a few moments. And we're talking about a new color dot on your iPhone. Have you seen random colors, whether it's yellow mm-hmm. or green or even red on your iPhone? Well, right here on Future Talk, we're going to tell you what's all that about with the iOS 14 update. Yes, indeed. But coming up on Future Talk as well, we're talking all about robots that are light as an egg because Alibaba has launched its very first cloud computer along with robots that have been designed for deliveries. Yes, and we're also talking about a smart coffee cup. Now, I do love my coffee, ladies and gentlemen. Whoever knows me personally knows that. I run on coffee. Now, Dunkin' Donuts' slogan is America runs on coffee. But Hanny runs on coffee, ladies and gentlemen, because all I need is coffee. On this Monday afternoon, we could all use a hot cup of coffee. And this is exactly why we're going to be talking about one smart cup that can give you that in just a few moments. But also, our email apps are taking a little bit of a, you know, new look Mm. with the iOS 14 because now you can actually set different uh, email platforms as your default. We have a packed show in store for all of you. Don't we always have a packed show, Omnia? We do. Always have a packed show. (laughs) So keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. But Omnia, so we don't go in circles, I'm going to play circles. (laughs) Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. If you thought the TikTok drama is over, you may just want to take a little bit of a step back because ByteDance, the owner and the mother company of TikTok, has spoken out. Yesterday, we were talking all about Trump's blessings over the TikTok Oracle slash Walmart deal. But... Little, a little notice that went out of sight is the fact that Donald Trump was asking the company ByteDance, which owns TikTok, to pay an unusual $5 billion as a fee to the U.S. government. And he added that this fee will basically be used to create an artificial intelligence, more or less like a schooling system for all the children who want to learn more about artificial intelligence. However, ByteDance did come out and say that there is nothing from this matter, that they were not going to be paying any money, and that they are not actually giving all of the security codes Mm to Oracle for them to own. Mm. Now, uh, $5 billion is a lot of money. We're talking about 18.3 billion dirhams. Now, President Donald Trump did say that he wanted this money because he wanted to reimburse it or re-put it or re-ingest it into the economy of the U.S. And that was one of the main reasons why he wanted the U.S. government into this deal. Mm -hmm. But TikTok says, nope, why should I give you money for buying a product of mine? And that makes sense. If you go to the store, when you buy a product, 
the teller doesn't give you money because you bought a product. Now, Oracle does plan to take a 12.5% stake in the new TikTok Global, while Walmart Incorporated did say it did agree to buy 7.5% of the entity. So we're looking at a kind of a joint agreement with Walmart, Oracle, and TikTok, and Donald Trump did give his blessing. But what a, a turn in the change of lights. Now, it was a green light. Mm. Now we're going to a yellow light because, obviously, TikTok is not going to pay $5 billion. That's a lot of money. It's not. But you know what else TikTok is not doing? It is not going to be giving all of its access to Oracle and Walmart. So ByteDance actually came out and said that they are going to be retaining full control of all of TikTok's algorithms and they're only going to be allowing Oracle a very, very, very limited access to view all of the source codes that they have for safety purposes of U.S. citizens. Even though yesterday, TikTok... uh, Oracle and Walmart were actually stating that they were basically going to fully own U.S. operations of TikTok. Now, Walmart chief executive Doug McMillian actually said that joining TikTok's board will be giving uh, the Donald Trump and the U.S. citizens a lot more safety over their platforms. But how much safety are we talking about if ByteDance is still owning all of the source code all of the coding of the platform TikTok. Now, let's talk about the terms of the agreement, which Mm -hmm. was reached earlier this week. Now, ByteDance would retain a majority of TikTok's assets and control over the algorithm, with Mm -hmm. Oracle and other U.S. investors taking minority stakes. So, obviously, everything is going to go through TikTok, although it's kind of like investing in stock. Now, Beijing, which is in China, did signal that it would greenlight the deal as long as ByteDance does not have to transfer AI algorithms that drive TikTok service. Now, this is the part where it does get tricky. Mm. Donald Trump wants them. Beijing is saying, nope, we're not giving it to you. So where does the deal fall? Now, I'm getting interested because so far right now, as this moment, they are pulling the strings to remove it from the App Store. Yes. And the thing is, whenever we're talking about, you know, what happens now, what happens to the security of the citizens? If the security was the main reason why TikTok was under fire, what happens now that it remains under the ownership of ByteDance? But Mm. also, uh, another question that comes to mind is the fact that what we've been reading all over different social media platforms is that the ban order has been pushed up until September 27. So what is what is it exactly that is going to happen by then? Uh, going back to the point about the five million, the five billion dollar uh, education fund that Donald Trump is asking for. For those of you who are wondering, Donald Trump wants to use this money to teach American children the real history of their country. So what he wants to do is basically develop an artificial intelligence online video curriculum where he's teaching kids about the way to make the most out of TikTok in a beneficial way and not just for fun. Sounds like a bunch of baloney to me. Mm. Baloney. Well, well, we have we have time to tell about that. We have that. time to tell. I don't think that Trump actually thinks that because, I mean, I don't know. But let's talk about how the new color dots on your iPhone and what do they do? Because ever since the release of iOS 14, you have been seeing colored dots if you're sending a voice note, you're using your camera, or even video calling someone. Yes. And a lot of people are saying, well, what do these green, red, and yellow dots mean? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to tell you all about them, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, indeed, because the Telecommunication Regulatory Authority has been clarifying a lot of concerns and a lot of fear that have been coming up about the green and orange dots on our phone. If you've downloaded the iOS 14, which I do suggest we all go ahead and download it ourselves, because there are so many different updates that are coming with it. But 
The small green or yellow dots that are found on the top right of your iPhone screen are there for a reason. They will show whether you're using your camera or you're using your microphone. So if a certain application has access to your camera, then you're going to find a green colored dot uh, basically very near to your front camera. Mm. If you find an orange dot, that means this app has access to your microphone. Yes, and I like this. I'll tell you why, ladies and gentlemen. Because sometimes Mm. people are a little bit sensitive when it comes to who is listening to your microphone. Mm -hmm. Is your microphone always on? Now, this kind of debunks whether or not someone is listening to your conversations (laughs) unless you have the app open. Now, for demonstration purposes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to open my iPhone. For those of you who want to see it, you have to head to our YouTube channel, Pulse95 Radio. At this current moment in time, Mm. the light on my phone is green when I have Snapchat open. Now, if the camera could please come to me. Okay. The camera, please (laughs) come to me. You're going to have to wait on AI. All right. So, Mm. the the light is green right now. Now, as soon as I press record, the light will turn yellow and uh, green and orange at the same time. So, that means... Video and uh, the camera and your microphone are being accessed by Snapchat. Yes, and they, that's the way you can know whether or not your microphone is on, your camera is on. And it is very important and I like this feature. Now I didn't mm. expect it to come to be honest. I didn't I didn't I didn't really? feel like I didn't feel like it was that important to some people. Oh but it is, trust me. It is important and Apple did add this security measure in iOS 14 and Apple is being very very big on security lately. Even Facebook was complaining about Apple saying, you guys are ruining my business if you guys continue with these updates because that will not let Facebook get certain analytics and data from users, from iPhone users, if Apple does continue with their security uh, security. Yeah, absolutely. And the best part about it is that now we have more control over which apps are accessing what parts of our phone. But if you have made a phone call, even if you did a video call and saw those colors, no need to worry. It's just for you to know when are your camera and microphone being accessed by certain apps. Um, let us know your thoughts. If you've seen it yourself on our, on your iPhone, slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio or text in at 4215. Do or Yes. Coming up on Future Talk, we're talking all about robots and AI that mm. is light as an egg. And you can see that light, can't you, Omnia? Yes, indeed. But guess what the AI can also see as well? What can they see? They can see the way. You're listening to Pulse95. Check this out. Check this out. How amazing would it be if we could have a very small-sized computer, one that is as light as an egg, do all the tough jobs that we want to do in our normal day-to-day life? Whether it was editing, whether it was replying to emails, whether it was streaming a movie for your kids who are impatiently waiting for you to be done of your remote working day from home. Alibaba has the answer. Now, it's been a while, Omnia, since we've talked about Alibaba and uh, Jock Ma. Now, yes. if you remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a, uh, an OG, uh, an OG of Future Talk, <laughs> you know that Omnia loves Alibaba, loves Jock Ma and everything uh, that company does. And now they're coming back to the playing field with Alibaba Cloud rolling out a series of products in its recent 12th annual conference, which was highlighting their commitment to helping people adapt more to the digitized world and accelerate customers' digital transformation during and after the coronavirus pandemic. We're talking about the very first cloud computer, first ever cloud computer. It is the size of your palm, 
quite literally. It weighs about 60 grams, not even less than a kilo, and it's light as an egg. Mm. But don't be fooled. It might be tiny, but it's definitely mighty. It offers high-performance computing thanks to all of its back-end cloud resources. Now, Omnia, something that really caught my eye is the rendering on it because mm. it does say it can reduce the rendering time of one frame high-resolution animation from 90 minutes to only 10 minutes. And we're talking so 90 minutes on a regular PC. Computer, we're talking about a big computer, not 890 to 10. That's a big number. Now, what they're saying is that all user data will also be stored on the cloud mm -hmm. for data center grade security and protection measures as well, which will be available initially for enterprise customers. Now, the cloud computers will also be available for purchase by individual consumers in the near future. So, so far, they're focusing on enterprises, big companies, but soon enough, it will be for the individual and personal use. Yes, indeed. But looking at this cloud computer, a lot of you may be wondering, what can it help me do as a regular normal human being not you know not associated with a certain company the cloud computer can actually help everyone access very resilient computing power so we're talking all about the tough jobs that you would want to want to do or that you would want to do on your computer so video editing animation rendering uh, software development online customer services these are all tasks that you uh, as a regular user or someone as a professional in the field would want to do on your computer but anyone who is in the field would know it mm. takes a lot of rendering power it consumes so much energy out of your computer that if you don't have a strong one and if you don't have one that you could depend on you're, you'll basically be waiting hours on mm. end to finish one task so imagine doing it on a very tiny computer yes omnia 100 percent now Let's talk about something Alibaba also did announce. Now, mm. we love our autonomous vehicles and we yes. love everything that has to do with robots, AI and autonomous things that we don't have to touch. <laughs> now, Alibaba Cloud did also unveil its autonomous logistics robot for last mile deliveries. Now, it was developed by the Alibaba Damo Academy, which is the global research initiative by the Alibaba Group. Mm. And what can it do? It can carry up to 50 packages at one time and cover over 100 kilometers in just one charge. I mean, this just sounds like music to my ears, and I'm sure to all those delivery employees who are working day in and day out. This mobile robot can actually deliver packages, and not, we're not just talking about one package. We're talking about as many as 500 packages per day. And the best part about it is it's there for last mile delivery. So instead of you know having a delivery employee go from the van to the house of a person or a certain apartment complex, you just send out this robot. And we all know that, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic, online shopping has definitely been booming more than ever. So having such a robot be able to basically increase all of your expectations as a customer on how fast you can receive your delivery will definitely be very much appreciated. Now, best part about this robot is it can also plan out its route. Yes, Omnia. Now, that's where we see AI and machine learning come into play. And it is said that it can cover over 500 packages in one day. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is a lot of packages. And I don't think even humans, a single nope. person, can, can deliver up to 500 packages in one day. And it's funny because the robot can also schedule its route even in a crowded environment mm -hmm. with high-definition positioning technology and can also operate even when there's weak or no GPS signal as well. 
So we're seeing AI and machine learning all come into contact when in this little autonomous vehicle. Quite literally. And it can also identify identify any obstacles on its way. So you don't have to worry about this robot, you know, tripping on something, tripping on the rock on its way to do its last mile delivery. It can actually predict the, your movement as a passenger and within a very few seconds, it can actually change its route to make sure mm. that everyone is safe. Whenever we're talking about Tiny But Mighty, I'm always going to be thinking about this robot. Yes, indeed, Omni. And I, I, I like this robot. I like Alibaba, what they're doing. Omnia loves Jokma. <laughs> Jokma, if you're listening, please come on to the show. We do want to interview. <laughs> but we're taking a short break. And when we come back, we got everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world. You're, you're listening, listening to Pulse95. 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 Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? If you guys didn't know, you're listening to Pulse 95, ladies and gentlemen. This is Future Talk with me, Hannibal Qaysi, and Omnia Saleh. And we're here to give you what are the email apps iOS 14 now lets you set as a default. Now, iOS 14 has been making a lot of noise in the world. Around the world, a lot of people are happy because it does give you so much more customization, a lot of new security features, and your email can now be customizable, ladies and gentlemen. Because Apple's iOS 14 and iPad OS did launch last week, which introduced a ton of new features to the company's smartphone and tablets, which does include the option to change your default browser and default email apps to services like Chrome or even Outlook to handle links by default instead of through Apple's native Safari and Mail apps. Yes, indeed. Now, for all those who have been not the biggest fans of the Mail app, myself included. I think Gmail is much better. Um, but for any of you who have been dearly, dearly wanting to change the default app to any other email app, now is your chance because there is a list that Apple is allowing us to basically set our as our default browsers and default emails. As for emails, you know, the available options are a little slim nowadays, um, but they're definitely going to be expand as time goes on. Now, the first thing you have to do before we even tell you about any of those email apps is to go ahead and update your operating system to iOS 14. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Also, if you do have that Apple Watch, do update it as well. <laughs> Omni, did you try the ECG yet? No. Oh. <laughs> have you tried it? Yes, I have. Omnia. It works? It works, 100%. I need to see a demo Just like during the break. It was amazing, like candy. My dad loved it. But <laughs> so far, there's mm. a list of alternative default email apps that they can confirm so far, which is Outlook, mm -hmm. Hey, and Spark. Now, if you want to change your default mail app to one of the following alternatives, what you need to do all first, ladies and gentlemen, is update to iOS 14 and then head into the settings app of your iPhone or iPad and find the specific email app you wish to set as your default. You'll tap on the setting inside that reads default mail app and then tap on the app of choice. Now, regardless of which app settings you open up, other available email apps, at least one that supports iOS 14's new default settings will also appear as an option. Now, yes. you will notice mm. that Gmail is missing from that list. And that is, I think, the saddest news ever since iOS 14 has been up. But Google announced this weekend that you will be able to set Gmail as your default email app in the coming days. So we still have a little bit of hope 
for all of this. But it's unclear when other email apps like Yahoo, for those of you who still use Yahoo, uh, will update uh, their iPhone apps to support iOS 14. As far as, uh, as, far as yes. of now, we have Outlook, Hey, Spark, and Gmail coming soon. Apple did give developers one day notice on when iOS 14 and iPad OS would be uh, OS 14 would be available to customers. So it may take some time uh, for all of those email developers to be able to adapt to the iOS 14. Now, ever since uh, you know we were since we were talking about this, I do have to bring to the surface one bug. <laughs> the iOS 14 has been creating for a lot of users which is the fact that it resets your default browser mm. and default if mail you, yes if you restart your phone which has been quite disappointing yes. if i may say so myself but omnia do you know why it restarts why why does it reset you mean it re- reset yeah. your, to safari and the normal mail for apple because the optimization of those apps it works better better with the iPhone. But then why bring a feature if yes, it doesn't it, work it, as smoothly? Say, say, no, it's not that working smoothly or not. Mm. Now, Omnio, Apple is making stuff for Apple. Yes. See what I'm saying now? Even with your MacBook Pro, Omnio, or your mm. MacBook or iPad, if you download Google Chrome, you will see a big drain in energy and memory usage. Versus using Safari. Safari, Safari yeah. is optimized for the MacBook Pro and MacBook Pro only. Not Pro, but MacBooks in general. Yeah. And the same thing happens if we're talking about uh, using Safari on a Windows computer. It's not going to be that that good. Yeah, I think so, I think the main issue here is the lack of notice that Apple gave to email developers because one day is not enough to adapt to your platform and mm-hmm. they kind of had to rush into adapting their platforms if they wanted to be a part of the hype. So, yeah, I guess we have I w- What do you use Omni on your phone? I use the Mail app, but I also web really browser. enjoy web browser Safari, but Safari. I do enjoy Gmail. Okay. So, I use Google Chrome. Okay. And I have Outlook on my phone. I have Gmail on my phone and I have the mail app on my phone. But I use all three. they're all integrated with Not integrated mail. with each other, but yeah. I like that because one is for work, one is for personal, one is for normal uh, news announcements. Now, I want to ask you guys, 4215 or at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram, what is your default browser that's number one? Mm-hmm. And number two, do you use only one mailing app or do you have more than one like Ooh, me? That's or nice like one. Omnia? Where I you do have, use two. So Gmail and out, or Mail app. Yeah, I guess. or Gmail and Mail app or you have everything into one. Like Gmail does that have that feature. Yeah. 4215, do it a lot. Let us know what you guys are, are using. We're going to take a short break. But when we come back, we're talking about coffee my favorite story for the day i love coffee ladies and gentlemen and and i'm on coffee right now and always remember hanny runs on coffee we're taking a short break and coming back we're talking about a smart coffee cup stay tuned you're listening to pulse 95 pulse 95 gadget of the day new tech you might want to play with how many times have you made a cup of coffee a hot cup of coffee Made it, drank a sip or two, left it, and came back only to find it ice cold. Not me at all. Really? <laughs> I'll drink I it one and go. No way. I cannot wait for that morning coffee. I mean, morning coffee, I agree, but like, coffee let's in general? say an afternoon pick me up. Afternoon pick me up is when I drink it hot. Well, this is exactly why all the mothers w- will actually agree on this. A lot of the times you make your cup of coffee, you take care of the kids, or let's say you get busy with work emails, and little do you know, your coffee has gone cold. 
So what do you do? <laughs> what do you do, Omnia? You get tech to fix the issue. Exactly. <laughs> now, we have a smart mug, ladies and gentlemen, which yes. was designed by a company called Ammunition, which does connect to your th- your phone through Bluetooth and allows you to set an ideal temperature for whatever you're drinking, and it goes to up to 145 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, once the beverage does reach that temperature, the mug will maintain it. Now, we're talking about maintaining a temperature, and especially when it's coffee. So that is I really, love it hot. I love it hot, and that's really crazy. I like it hot but warm in a way, mm. so I can drink it in one gulp. Now, after two hours of sitting idle, the cup does automatically go into sleep mode as a safety measure. But if you keep moving it, it will keep that drink warm. So if you're moving the drink a little bit or you keep taking sips of that drink, it's going to maintain that temperature. So if you like it hot or warm, it's always going to stay hot and warm. I love this invention because, you know, on the outside, the, it's, the mug is called Ember. The Ember mug actually looks like a regular cup. You wouldn't think much of it. But beneath its unbreakable double-walled stainless steel surface is where the magic happens. So mm-hmm. there's complex tech making this mug seem very simple on the outside. But in reality, it can keep your mug warm. It can keep the drink inside it warm or cold, depending depending on what your drink is. It has four sensors that are found within its surface and they can actually relay temperature information to a microprocessor that is found in that mug's base. So this is the element that tells your mug to keep heating up or to cool it back down. Best part about it is you can actually recharge this cup. Who would have thought that, you know, in the age of 2020, COVID-19, <laughs> where we're working from home 24-7, we can go ahead and recharge our cups. Now, obviously, the mug is hand wash only because of how sensitive and delicate it is. But you can go ahead and rest it on mm-hmm. top of a conductive coaster that will recharge the mug for your next morning or afternoon pick-me-up. So if you have 600 dirhams lying around, you can buy this mug, ladies and gentlemen. Because it does Look, go it for a retail a price, price at 600 dirhams. Now, if you're a coffee addict like me, I and you, get don't, it. you don't mind paying a little bit of dineros, mm. 600 dirhams is fine. But, I mean, I'd rather put it in the microwave <laughs> instead of paying 600 dirhams. Look, I, it's 600 dirhams for, for... I mean, I love the idea. But paying 600 dirhams to keep your coffee warm, you'd see me putting it in the microwave every Back. two seconds. <laughs> Look, it is expensive. I'll tell you that. But it is an investment for life. And especially... What if I break it? If it falls. I was going to say, if like you're a mom and let's say by mistake your son breaks it, God help the son. <laughs> 600 dirhams down the drain. So, I mean, I- it's it's definitely a very expensive gadget or an expensive gadget to say the least. However, I do feel like, especially for working moms, busy moms, just a, you know, even a busy person in their day-to-day life, having this cup of coffee may, would make a nice gift to someone, you know? To, to, to keep it to or to make them feel that you're thinking of them and how busy their day gets. <laughs> and he's not taking me seriously one I, bit. I, I'm taking you seriously, Omnia. But I'm just putting it into perspective because mm. you did say, what if you drop or fall? I mean, that's, that's a hefty 600 drums to pay for a coffee mug. But yeah. the idea is great. I mean, regardless. I mean, probably in the future we'll see it become cheaper. But yeah. regardless, the, the idea is great. And if it was cheaper, let's say for 200, 150, I would probably get my hands on it. But for 600 dirhams for a coffee mug, yes, it does have a lot of features connected to your phone. You can mess with the temperature. But, I mean, I love coffee. I love But I do love money as well. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want to put... 600 dirhams down for a coffee mug. I love coffee, but I and I and I get where you're coming from because it is an expensive gadget. But I also feel oh, like oh, Omnia, I found another coffee mug. What? For for, for same idea, mm. but this one goes 
for 1,200 dirhams omnia. Honey, we were just talking about it being expensive. Mom, t- for you to bring, I'm you, for but, you to but, bring up but another th- expensive This one month? is portable omnia. Oh. It's like a thermos. Just put it like that. So you, can, going. you know what? You can pour multiple, multiple cups. So you can use it for more people. You will use it for more people. Let us know, 4215, would you buy a coffee mug that goes for 600 dirhams, but it keeps the temperature at the same time all the time? Yes, and it's called Ember. But Future Talk is coming to an end, and we do have one of our favorite shows on Pulse95 lined Stop up for it. all of you. Keep going. Stop <laughs> it. Yes, the halftime show, the only place to be at three with Omar Duri. Welcome to the show, Omar. Thank you so much. Am I yes. a guest today? <laughs> yes, you're a guest. I felt like you're introducing a guest. Welcoming him to the show. Hey, listen, I, I love your show. And anyway, thank you for introducing me because I have a great guest today. She's a movement specialist and someone who's an educator and an assessor. So she actually helps certify trainers and coaches all around the UAE. Mm. And she's coming on the show to discuss movement and the principles of movement. I, I need to that. move. Right? And we how all need do we to move? move. How do we move? Ooh. Ooh. That is the question that's coming up on the show. Very interesting stuff to listen. You have to stay tuned right here on Pulse95 with the halftime show, the only place to be at three with Amr Duri and a, a movement specialist. <laughs> Wellness and movement <laughs> coach. Coach. I okay, love I, li- that. I like that I name. I love, love that. Let us know uh, what you think about all the stories that we discussed on Future Talk. But we will be seeing you once again, same time, same place, only here on Pulse95. 95. 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.